The year is 1987. The Edmonton Oilers win the Stanley Cup. The Edmonton Eskimos win the CFL Grey Cup over the Toronto Argonauts. A lot of things happen in Canada. It's the first year of the loony, the transition from the paper dollar to the coin. Get out. I won't. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. Who knew that? And that's when Edmonton became the city of champions, clearly. That's right, yeah. It's a big year. Uh, a lot of things happening. The prime minister is Brian Mulroney, and there's a lot happening in music in North America. It's a huge year, uh, and it is the first year that we will hear a release from seminal Canadian band, Tragically Hep. Hi there, this is Greg Legro. And this is Jamie Dew. Of Fully and Completely. Um, You're listening to... <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fully and Completely. Sitting here with uh, Jamie Dew and I'm Greg Legrow. Hi. Hi. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited to go down this journey, which I've already been journeying. Um, from, I've already, you know, the hip has been something I've listened to most of my life, um, but the, there's been a lot of it in this last year and particularly this last couple of weeks. So um, going down this journey of these albums and talking about them in depth with you about uh, their history, how they were made, what was going on in Canada at the time and how they affected us as people, uh, as individuals, and in the larger sense, I guess, uh, will be a really fun thing to do with you, buddy. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to blow anything out of proportion either. We'll get, we're going to talk about these albums honestly and what they are musically. And um, I, I, I think the EP is a great example of exactly what it is. It is a band just out of high school that plays the bars, and they're real fucking good at it. Agreed. It's not groundbreaking nope but it isn't not either because uh we'll talk about that in a minute uh but it is it's blues rock it's played pretty super well they are a really really good bar band absolutely super duper good bar band that recorded their super duper good bar band songs pretty well it sounds great actually um and uh and i think it's a band trying to sell themselves like that's what this is like let's get some gigs this is what you, you whip together seven or eight songs and you try and get gigs off of it. You know, you don't expect this thing to sell. This is your shop around the labels. Yeah, this, this is, is your, our marketing yeah. effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. This right? is what you're going to get when you get this band. Yeah. We're going to come in. You're going to sell a lot of probably, uh, you know, yeah. bottles of beer. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if that's uh, what you're interested in. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you're <laughs> if you're the venue owner, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> book this band and, yeah. you know, you're going to sell some sell bottles your of beer. Yeah. It's going to be a nice time. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I just uh, and I, you know, looking back on it, I think that this is a really cool record to sort of see what they were. You know, th this was a band that covered the Stones and mm -hmm. covered uh, R and B stuff. Oh yeah, and uh, this record really gives you a taste of that. It does in, in a big way, and it is a uh, bar band. It's that's really good at what they do, um, but a little bit better. When you, when you when I, I mean, this is my. Ah, uh, this is my. I don't want to start on a downer for our podcast. But this is my least go-to hip release. It's the one I listen to the least. Um, but when I do go to it, and I, I've been listening to it leading up to this quite a bit. I'm like, and there's things that are are remarkable about it. If you're listening for it, if maybe if I heard it for my first time in 1987, I'm like, oh, book this band or something, or is this band worthwhile? You maybe don't notice them, but you're like, boy, that's a really good guitar solo, or yeah. everything's shaped quite nicely. It's very professional. 
um, or the the uh, the understanding of songwriting and dynamic is there. It's totally right? there, and there are you know there are a couple throwaway lyrics, yeah, or, or keeper lyrics rather that we'll we'll talk about as we get into yeah. the tracks, yeah. Um, some of which actually I think sort of leave a breadcrumb trail as to you know what they're going to be. So it's it's an interesting release in that way. It's like yeah, here's what they were, right. Here maybe is what they're gonna be. Yeah. Um. So, what makes this unique, though, and w- why it is uh, a little bit more than just um trying to get hired? Um, if you look at 1987, which is a huge year for music. I okay. Let's let's talk a little bit about the big records: NXS Kick and uh, U2, The Joshua Tree, and George Michael Faith, and Whitney Houston. So let me grab a little list here, and I want to kind of talk about everything that went down big-time music in 87 and how huge it is. Appetite for Destruction. The do you know that people ultimately. like that album? They really do. They really do. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> one of, I'm one of them. I'm not one of them. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't get, it just didn't work for me. I'm like, whatever, biker rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There, there really was a line, though, between people that liked rock and roll in 1987. Yeah. There was people that fell on the... Bono side and people yep. that fell on the axle side. I was on the Bono side. That's fair. Yeah, fair enough. I was like, I don't like his hat. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Listen, you know what? In retrospect, it's a stupid hat. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like his bandana either, though. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Too much dumb headwear in 87. Um, we also had Music for the Masses, Depeche Mode. We had Document R.E.M., Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, The Cure, uh, Diesel and Dust from Midnight Oil, Hysteria, Def Leppard, You're Living All Over Me, Dinosaur Jr., Pleased to Meet Me, The Replacements, Sign of the Times, Prince, uh, Yo, Bumrush, the show, Public Enemy, introducing the hardline according to Terrence Trent Darby, Criminal Minded, EPMD, or not EPMD, sorry, uh, Boogie Down Productions, um, Sting's Nothing Like the Sun, huge record, <laughs> a forgotten album, but huge at the time, Paid in Full, Eric B. and Rakeem, Sister by Sonic Youth, LL Cool J, Bigger and Deffer, Michael Jackson's Bad. Momentary lapse of freedom of uh, talent. <laughs> Momentary oh, lapse of talent. Reason, reason. <laughs> reason by Pink Floyd. Tango in the Night, Fleetwood Mac, uh, and the list goes on and on. Honestly, I'm scrolling past things that are huge. Uh, These honestly. are all the ones you've named are either multi-platinum mm-hmm. or laying the groundwork for multi-platinum yeah. careers. Yes, and some of the front some of the front men you've named, mm-hmm. you know, like. You you just can't imagine listening to the tragically hippie P that this guy singing about <laughs> eating you like a pork chop yeah. is going to become, you know, as as larger than life as you know a Bono or a obviously in you know in this territory yeah or um, a Joe Elliott you know yeah. or yeah, yeah. or whatever right like I mean. But they did. But they um, did. And uh, if when you look at this year, it's uh, phenomenal in its influence and its uh, its breadth of scope. There's so much happening. There's so much hip hop happening. There's so much post punk, uh, pre grunge, you know, alternative music happening. But there's the shimmeriest pop happening too, and the the pinnacle of what has been building in '80s pop music. So everything is kind of all over the map and there's very very intense metal going on too like there's a, a lot of things justice for all came out that year yeah so you've got uh really big effort going on in a lot of directions and then something like the hip 
absolutely fits for this time period where there's this blues rock bar band that's yeah. going to take that and slowly disassemble it over a series of years. Absolutely. That's a really great way to look at it because, I mean, the next two records after that, they perfect it. Yeah. Really craft great songs, and then they just sort of take off. Yeah, you know? and into uh, something that's undeniably unique. Absolutely. Um, um, and for Canadian uh, music, because we uh, have plenty of records from that year as well, big sellers. That we were talking about this just before we started recording. The big, the the Juno winner for album of the year that year was uh, Glass Tiger, Diamond Sun, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, I mean, I Columbia host the fuck out of that record. <laughs> and that's a very very slick pop rock record absolutely yeah very slick um tight uh, organized production and then when you slide over (laughs) every band what every band strives for right (laughs) organized (laughs) please um and then when you jump over and listen to what is going on with the hip and how sweaty and hmm that's a great word because even those, even those clips they show. Yeah. That's a like sweaty he is, band. He man. is all over that microphone. He's got long hair at that yeah. point and he is just dripping yeah. with, you know, but yeah. he is just he is just giving it to the microphone. Well, it's everything that's coming. Like talking about the, you know, these uh, these other bands that are having their debuts in 87 in the coming decade. Um uh, they were Canada's, you know, bar scene underground shift into what was going to what we wanted what the people were looking for, you know? And not that we weren't looking for Glass Tiger, because we certainly were. We bought the records. But there was a move into something a little more raw and um, human. And I, I'm not... <laughs> I don't mean to call yeah. the, peop- the wonderful gentleman of Glass Tiger inhuman. <laughs> but something <laughs> a little more personal, I think, is more so what I'm looking for. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I definitely think they were, they were packaged to sell. Yes. For sure. Yes. And we wouldn't see that from the Tragically Hip for several years. Right. And even then, uh, it was a different kind of package to sell because you, you couldn't get the personality out of it. No. I mean, they were doing arenas at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But still. We're getting ahead a, of ourselves. I know, I know. But yeah, there's 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 so much to unpack about the music at work years. Um, so uh, I just, this is a fun little list here. So let's, I want to talk about the uh, 1987 uh, Anglo hits, as Anglo it's, hits. As it's okay. put for this, uh, uh, the biggest Canadian hits. I could find a nice list here because we have the 1987 Franco hits as well. But the Anglo hits we had, um, things that were charting big, big, big time in Canada in 1987. Uh, Corey Hart. Wow, really? Yes, with a cover of Can't Help Falling in Love. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. That was I a big that. People really wanted that. Was that on the Sunglasses record? Uh, no, no. That's the, the Sunglasses record is uh, 83, I believe. Wow, okay. 80, 80, maybe 84, actually. All right. Might have been part of that uh, big pop culture grab, um, which is nice little fun stuff. We have uh, Gino Vanelli, Wild Horses. Oh, my gosh. I will not drag him away. They will not. That's off the Big Dreamers Never Sleep album, wow. <laughs> which I owned. Really? Yes, I did. Gino I did. Vanelli. Yeah. Um, and my mom ruined the tape, uh, cause she listened to it more than I did, but it was mine. I don't remember where I got it. It was like a, a gift or something from maybe like a, some person who doesn't understand children. <laughs> <laughs> I really think, uh, you know, an 11 year old's going to just but love honestly, this Gino Vanelli. I had, uh, I had a, uh, uh, a fascination with, uh, adult contemporary 
as a, as a we young all went, boy. We Listen, all went through that I phase. went through with a weird thing. And, we all uh, did, man. I was pretty okay with my Gino Vanelli listening. Absolutely. But I did. And my black mom, cars do oh. continue to look better in the shade. It's true, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, but I did make a musical leap at this point as far as uh, the time. I mean, it, when you, when, listen, it. when you talk about it now, I know there's a lot of backlash towards this band, but my mom was like, do you want me to get you a new copy of Gino Vanelli's Big Dreamers Never Sleep? And I said, no. <laughs> Would you instead get me the Joshua Tree? Jesus, yeah. Right. It's a leap of quality. Anyway, so things went differently for me there. Um. Des, uh, Moonlight Desires, Gowan. Wow, that's a that's a that's a heavy track. <laughs> My a, sister came home from a Gowan a concert once with his autograph, <laughs> just Gowan, his last name, on her arm, and she oh, wow. literally, she literally had it on. Her. I I bet you he only signed his last name. He signed Gowan, just yeah. Gowan, Gowan, yeah. Gowan. And then I mean, he made that big move later on. Yeah, call me Larry. I think was call the record. Me, yeah, yeah, Larry Gowan. That's right. Call me Larry Gowan. I'll write that on your arm yeah. now. I think he writes they, Larry on one arm. And Gowan on the other. <laughs> <laughs> the A&R guy was probably like, drop the Larry. You're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're just Gowan. Yeah. Uh, Moonlight Desires. I got time for that track. I do, too. That is I, a hook. I did like Yeah, that, that is a serious yeah. earworm. Uh, Men Without Hats, Pop Goes the World. I was a sucker for that song. <laughs> I loved that yeah. song. Yeah. And I had no idea <laughs> that it was Canadian, even. No, no. Even to, even reading this list right now, I'm like, is this correct? Another ass. Or sorry, Anglo. Uh, yeah. Um, Platinum Blonde, Contact. I don't remember Contact. No, that, I remember they were, Platinum they were, Blonde, of course. Absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. My sister are another giant fan yeah, of yeah. them. And uh, when I sold them computers working at the Apple store, mm-hmm. I would phone her right after and I'd be like, I just sold Mark Holmes a computer. Oh, shit. And she would scream. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, okay, I'm not going to read this entire list. There's a couple other uh, interesting ones here. There's a, there's a, this is a, uh, for the Canadians only. I certainly hope we have some American listeners as well who are interested in the uh, Canadian frame of mind. But only, I think, older Canadians are going to remember um, almost their rock and roll band, Haywire. Hey, Dance Desire. That's the song, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> that was a giant song. They're from, they're really from Halifax. Yeah, yeah. Halifax. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, Oh, they're terrible. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, fine. Yeah, that's not good. Doesn't doesn't age well. But uh, God love them for trying. Um, we have other hits by the Nylons. <laughs> My first concert. Oh yeah, at uh, the Forum, the rotating stage, Hamilton Place. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. Um, the box. Oh, the box. The they box. had that song, Most Ordinary f- People. Oh, shit. Yeah, you nailed it. Look yeah. at you. Oh, okay. Let's see. Well, here's a game then. I'll <laughs> throw out weird Canadian bits. <laughs> no one knows. Uh, let's see. Frozen Ghost. Frozen Ghost was... Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, Listen, no. I'm not going to remember. That's this fine. Is, this it's, is not entertaining podcasting. No, Listening, no. Waiting for Jamie to guess. Yeah, but yeah. I do know that the uh, the drummer from that band went on to produce <laughs> Our Lady Peace. In a big way. See, listen. I knew if I said Frozen Ghost, you'd tell me something. Um, there's a couple of Corey Hart hits here, but I don't recognize any of them. Uh, Dancing With My Mirror. Uh, too Good To Be Enough. Nope. Too Good To Be Enough. Sounds like a Cindy Lauper track. A, yeah, that's a weird title. Um and uh then okay so uh Triumph had some stuff now listen here's some cool shit um there th- there's big Canadian songs here though these are all kind of like novelty of their time but we also have uh 
Blue Rodeo with Try. Oh, that was a monster. That that's was a monster. Still a monster. Yep. Try is uh well, that's one of the better songs I've ever heard. I would I say. Think. Yeah, I would say. You they know? probably I mean, they probably got their deal on that song. I think so. And uh the vocal work from Jim Cuddy on that track. Tremendous. Go ahead and Try and sing along, motherfucker. Yeah, I right. dare you. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's also, You're going to be awesome. fine up to a point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a track. Beautiful lyrics, beautiful vocals, and what a wonderful band. And that uh, was their debut, too, right? So, I mean, they have an interesting... Yeah, uh, that's outsc- that? outskirts. Yeah, this is the, the first, record. isn't it? Yeah, yep. shit, look at that. There you go. Big year. Um, it's a, You don't get too much better than Blue Rodeo. What a terrific band. Um, so, but then on the underbelly, as you're getting a little bit of, uh, oh, eased from some of our, our slick pop production here too, uh, a big, big hit in 1987 for Canadian band Northern Pikes, Teenland. Teenland. Oh yeah. man. I just went and saw the 25th anniversary. Oh, yes, you fucking did. Right. 35th probably, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 30th. Yeah. Man, 30th, I love Teenland. It was, a, I mean, it was great. And there's another track on that record too. And they played them both at the end of their set. And huh. uh, it was, uh, boy, oh, boy, they need to work on uh, sequencing a set. Because <laughs> everybody in this hall was just waiting for Teenland and um, the other one. Oh, the things I do for money, you'll never understand. Oh, one. man. Yeah. yeah, that's the one, I think. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, I like uh, some Northern Pikes. They were great. They're yeah. like, uh, they're, they're uh, almost our uh, replacements. Ooh. You know, they to to think not quite one. as. Uh, um, let's see. <laughs> hmm. let's, let's, they're not quite as. Uh, well, <laughs> there's, they're not. There's uh, a few adjectives. No, you listen, can they're use not here. quite as cool. They're not quite as uh, lyrical um, as the replacements. But there's this like Jean Jacket energy to the Northern Pikes that I think kind of kind of fits in there a little bit. Maybe I'm reaching, but no, I don't think so. I think they 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 had something there. Yeah, there's some good stuff to the bikes. Um, and then, uh, as you scrape a little lower to get a little bit more of what's happening in specifically Queen Street in 1987 in Toronto, Queen Street was a very different kind of street uh, in those days. Uh, we've got the video filmed there, very famous breakout video in Canada for the pursuit of happiness. I'm an adult now. Amazing. Amazing. Right? Okay, so we've done a pretty thorough job of looking at what was going on in 1987. Let's shift our focus now and examine this little EP from the Tragically Hip. <laughs> I mean, this is like a, what, like less than 30 minutes, right? Yeah, it's short. Eight tracks, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, produced, so, produced by, uh, they call him Ken Greer on the record, but I yeah. always know him as Kenny Greer, yeah. who worked with Tom Cochran. Yeah. He brought his sensibility to this record, which is, you know, I don't. I don't really know. I, I, I uh, like. I mean, like you said, it's 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 a sweaty record. It's a, yeah. It's a small sounding record. You can imagine listening to this record at a at a place like the Horseshoe. Yeah, you can which almost picture them on the stage. Most right? certainly, yes. Um, and it's good. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's fine. It's good. Yeah, but but there are again now if you're that when you can tell this is just like we need we just wrote these fucking songs. Basically in high school, now we play them super well, uh, and here they are. So there are things that, like Small Town Breakdown is a great song. I agree.
That's a really good sound. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it's it's you know verse chorus verse. It's it's it structurally it's yeah. you know it's yeah it's it's a this very is a pretty verse song. chorus verse record. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair enough. Which listen, they became not that as absolutely. A band. Uh, uh, another uh, more on that later. Interesting thing here is um, if you look at the liner notes there, yeah, the writer for Small Town Breakdown is Gord Sinclair. Yeah. So I mean that's uh, which is not uncommon with this album and that's right yeah yeah the other gourd in this uh band wrote a lot of stuff yeah absolutely yeah um like ly- lyric wise yeah and then i don't i think we we sort of lose that around road apples like you you can't look at liner notes after road apples and distinguish who wrote what no well because everything became just written by the hip the tragic hip and we just assumed at that point that gourd was writing all the lyrics yeah, and, yeah. And which I'm it sure really it was, f- certainly <laughs> seems that way. yeah yeah <laughs> lyrics and yeah. melody were him and yeah because the these are the though. These lyrics are like cool lines for blues rock, right? Yeah, there's some good. I mean, yeah, there's some. Good there, that, I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, uh, like I'm a werewolf, baby. This is this is style. Well, song. that's a downy. That's a downy cut. Listen to this record in 1987. I didn't, but nor did I. Yeah, I was too busy um, with um, Haywire. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was too busy with fucking Gino Vanelli. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that bluesy griminess, the sweatiness of this record is there, and it's that thing that's gonna go. Um, it's not as counterculture as dinosaur junior no, but it, uh, you know it's 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 not it's not dissimilar it, when when do you think you heard order. this record the first time oh geez i i think uh i honestly i heard it after day for night oh wow okay yeah wow that must have been a slap in the face well l- listen you, you, it was the uh this there was no streaming there wasn't just listen to everything so if your friend didn't have it for you to borrow or to dub on the fucking tape like yeah. you had to go out and buy it and you, when you know it's an EP, it's a shorter album, and you don't know any of the fucking tracks on it, you're not, it like, I, I could buy an album every couple of months.
think we all agreed as Canadians that Highway Girl is the best song on this album. That's what we take away and put in a time capsule from this That's record. right. That's the one. But I have a question to ask. Oh, that's an interesting thing to do. A time capsule track from each uh, album. Well, let's like, do that. Okay. That's going to get harder and harder. So that will, so and one more track horrible to do. Yeah. We will each pick one track yeah. from each record. Okay, we can each pick one. And then if we need to uh, balance things out, we'll pick a... <laughs> I have a question for you, though, yeah, for yeah. Highway Girl. Yeah, okay. Is it your favorite song because of Double Suicide? Oh, um... I think it's my favorite song because I think it's the best song on this album. If okay, I, if that's I fair. No, that's so, totally that's totally fair. That could be so boring. No, that's that's totally fine. Yeah, I know. For me, I have trouble distinguishing that. Like, yeah. I I love that song, yeah. but I can't help. But when I have it playing on my headphones, yeah, tossing in a couple of his, you know, on stage ad libs. I yeah, obviously this song is mostly famous live. Yes, absolutely. Shut 
beach where the police helicopters would never spot it. I destroyed the map that we so carefully dotted. Every day we're dumping a body, she and me. Every single day. And we'd laugh about it. That's when I knew it was time that we both kill ourselves together. Together we were nothing but a menace. Apart we were nothing but lonely. I read too much. I thought we should kill ourselves. She doesn't read a thing, she believed me. Are you really the Messiah? Yes, I am. She was younger than me, too. She was younger than me. And I said to her, I said, you know, Colleen, no one stamps on a burning bag of shit anymore.
aspect of this band and, and the myth of that uh, grew um, year by year as well. Uh, you take a very good song, which is probably the best or most well-written song on this album, and then it gets a second life where it continues to grow because of their live performances. Um, and I think there's there's many stories that will come out as we go along. <laughs> of songs that were born out of these live performances and born out of other songs is a, a kind of a hip standard um, for a period of time. I did. I I will give. Oh man, I will give strong love towards Small Town Breakdown. I think it's a terrific song. Really, really cool. Is that uh, your that your second one for sure? Yeah, that'd be my second one. Right. Um, and I like me some Evelyn and Cemetery Side Road. And like, with a t- with because of its title, I want to like all Canadian Surf Club more. It is so bad. Okay, so I mean, if if this is a TV show, right? That's your cliffhanger, right? Is all Canadian Surf Club, right? And you're left in 1987 <laughs> wondering, what's next? What's next? <laughs> is it more of Highway Girl? Is it this again? Is it yeah? Or are we going surfing here? Yeah, are they going to be, be you surfing? Know? We didn't go surfing, thankfully. Thank yeah. God. Oh boy, um, but uh, a worthwhile listen. I mean, if you've never heard the hit before, which I doubt anyone listening to this episode has, but it's possible. Maybe you've uh, popped in somewhere in the end. This is never the album I would be, let's start here with. Not, And I really hate to say anything negative about it, but it, it, you know, it just isn't the... No. It isn't the showcase of what they are to become. But it is a great example of what is super cool about a bunch of guys who are buddies in high school together who started a band and stuck with it that's right because that's what this is and these are guys in high school who wrote these fucking songs and got really good at playing them and recorded them this is four years of and used them as a fucking springboard to create um huge music for uh their fans and for the country so final thoughts on on this record i like it (laughs) okay (laughs) i like it Again, a, I'm going to leave you with the final bottom. I'm yeah. going to leave you with the final visual. Okay, what do you got? You're in the horseshoe. Yes. Oh, it's 1987. Checkerboard flies. The tragic clip walks out on stage. Mm-hmm. Paul Engloss tuning his guitar. Mm-hmm. Gordani walks out, wearing what he wore on the final tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Plays, and plays these songs. Yeah. What do you think? I think uh, terrific. <laughs> that would be fucking dynamite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would still think the hat is too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that is uh, the teaser, although I don't anticipate non-teasy episodes no. to but be much I, longer than this, but n- we're but we're yeah. teasing you from a uh, right. from a from a album perspective cuz yeah. it's just going to get 
better from here. There's so much more to talk about um, and more to dig into in the records as we go along. And more to dig into in Canada and what was going on in uh, the year and at the time of release, what was happening in popular music at the time, and to look at the contrast of that as we move along. For sure. Through the discography of the Tragically Hip. Fully and Completely is a modern superior podcast. You can find out more information about the show at www.fullyandcompletely.ca. You can tweet us at... 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 Fully podcast. Mm. And of course, you can find uh, more information about our show and many other fantastic shows at www.modernsuperior.com. <laughs> I came in there for that. That's awesome. <laughs> This episode has been brought to you by the Modern Superior Podcast Network. Wow, that's a great that's a great cut. That's <laughs> That is a sweet cut, man. Like an A. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.